Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Another sad day here at the Radio Ranch, in case you just missed it in the 6 p.m. nonstop news feed. Uh, we have lost our brother. Our uh, our comrade here at the radio station, WSB radio reporter Pete Combs, passed away at the age of 60, uh, taken by cancer. Uh, we, I've lost way too many coworkers here in the last few years, uh, and Pete is uh, just uh, going to be a huge loss to the to the newsroom, his friends, his family, but the community at large. Um, this was this guy was a reporter's reporter. You know, if someone was uh, was writing a 1950s novel about a gritty reporter mm-hmm. that's pete combs man he went out there no fear that's that's why i could never be a good reporter oh it, yeah he had something i don't have it, it, because and, and i and i this is why it drives me crazy at this this whole war on the media and fake news and everything because you know pete was a loving husband a loving father a great dude was would give you the shirt off his back and he i went out there and he heard chris camp uh, mentioned in you know hurricanes and fires and and he goes out and that's not the fear the fearlessness I'm talking about that's a certain type of fearlessness but to have the fearlessness to ask tough questions in front of a room full I, when I was a sports reporter I was I was a good writer but I hated asking questions in press conferences for fear of asking a dumb question and then getting you have to be fearless to be a reporter and and not have uh, any worry that you're going to fail or you're going to ask a dumb question. You got to ask those questions. And Pete did that and he did that with the best of them. He worked two stints here at WSB radio uh, in between, went out to Seattle, made his mark there, came back here and was reporting both for us and for ABC radio news nationally. The The national network recognized his ability and they're like, Oh, we're going to, you know, we want Pete Combs to cover stories throughout the Southeastern United States for our whole deal. He was an aviation expert um, he would be on, he'd come on the show at a moment's notice. Hey, Pete, got a story about an air, aircraft issue. Can you come on? Of course. When do you need me? But, you know, I, he'd been up for 18 hours and just went to bed. But, hey, Pete, we need you to do a special. He was awesome. Great dude. Jovial laugh. Filled up the newsroom. And uh, and we're going to miss him. My, my favorite Pete Combs memory, though, <laughs> is is not about him reporting. He was a, a street reporter. This he is the was guy. a street. I never, I very rarely saw him. So he he, he would have to anchor out. sometimes, and that was always an adventure because he's a street guy. You know, he you you put Pete out in the wild, and he'll get you the story. He'll he'll do what you have to do. Again, I don't have that gene. John Lewis was another guy. Oh, yeah, Bulldog. Both of them. Yeah. No fear whatsoever. But you know, Pete was an outdoor cat. And then we'd bring him in indoor, and he'd have to do that. He did the Chris Chandler job for a little while. And I mean, he was a f- great anchor, but it just didn't suit us. And I remember him buzzing into the traffic center because he missed, missed time to cast. He'd be like, uh, take it cold, no sponsor. <laughs> like, because he had totally <laughs> run out of time. And it was, it was great. I mean, he did it and he did it well, but he was definitely, he excelled at, uh, at reporting on the street and uh, just a huge, huge lot. 60 years old, man. It's just too young. It's just too young, Chuck. I I was just going to say, I'm driving home one day. This is my best Pete Combs story. I'm driving home one day, and all of a sudden, I'm about three blocks from my house. There's lights. I mean, fire engines, police, ambulance, and there was a little bit of an armed standoff a couple of blocks from my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I go driving by. Everything had got cleared out, but it was kind of the aftermath. There's a WSB rig parked on the sidewalk. He just pulled up on the boulevard on the sidewalk. I slow by, and I look. 
There's Pete typing out his yeah. report like he's he's on it. And I was like, that's Pete. I told my wife, I was like, that's Pete Combs. That's... I, I just, I laughed. And I told him about it later when we got into the, st- the station. I was like, saw you last night. He's like, where? I'm like, on the boulevard. <laughs> I parked on the sidewalk. Yeah. He's like, well, there wasn't anywhere else to park. And they told me to get out of the street. So he just pulled up pulled on the lawn. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Absolutely fearless guy. And, and when I say Pete is 60, you know, to me, 60 used to be old. Like, oh. It's not. And But no. yeah, it's not now. No. But he he didn't. Look sixty, no. act sixty. Like he, I consider him a a uh, a, a peer. Like I thought, yeah. you know, we, he was my age. Like yep. the, he didn't seem to be fifteen years older than me. Um, just a great dude, a great reporter. A loss for us at the station, but really a loss for for Metro Atlanta because Pete would not be he would not be scared to do any story. No, and he would get to the truth. And he was a true bulldog, and uh, that's rare. That's rare. I don't have that. Chuck, as, mm. as 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 tough as the Montana kid is, doesn't have that Longoria. He's a little bit of a bulldog, but mm, no, not not like Pete. But Pete had that that genetic code to go out there and get the story, and that's rare, and it's it's valuable, and it's actually invaluable. And we're gonna miss Pete Combs. So rest in peace uh, to Pete. Uh, I'll play some Pete Combs audio throughout the show. Here's the, actually I want to start with a story that Pete uh, actually covered for years. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Georgia Florida Water Wars. We've covered it. I've heard a little bit about so it. Here bit. There For those of you not familiar, it's basically Florida is suing, and there's two lawsuits. There's one involving uh, Alabama, one involving Tennessee, but the main one is Georgia and Florida. And it's about the water that comes down out of Lake Lanier and the Chattahoochee River. And Florida has been complaining that Georgia's taking too much of the water. And there was a big ruling today that says uh, that rejected uh, a, a high court rejected. Florida's claim that Georgia's taking too much water and pushed it to the Supreme Court, which apparently is a victory for Georgia. I don't know how the, the machinations of how this works, but the legal experts tell me this is a victory for Georgia. I want to talk about that, but not in the, in the way you would normally talk about. I'm going to talk about it in the Mark Aram Show way. All right, so t- to, to personalize this water war story, when I was growing up, I my family wasn't personally involved in it, but we were adjacent to this water war story. So where I grew up, I want you to picture, give me the Montana music, Longoria, because this is a very Montana-esque. Nice. My 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 uh, childhood home sat up against woods, like m- m- acres of woods behind my house. And you go down a quarter mile, and there was this babbling brook. It was gorgeous. There's a, a rock cliff. I mean, it was, you would love it, Chuck. I mean, it's it looked like Montana, especially in the winter with the snow. And as a kid, there was nothing better. Going in the woods, going down to the creek, catching crayfish, catching mm-hmm. minnows, you know, just, it was awesome. Playing army in the woods. Oh, yeah. And I, I must have been like 11 or 12, and a neighbor like a quarter mile up on the creek decided to siphon the water off the creek to do a, like a big pond in his backyard. And it left the, the normally babbling brook just like a trickle. trickle. And it caused this whole big thing, blah, blah, blah. And it was the guy's... Uh, direct neighbor that complained the most about it because he was he said sure. yeah so this started like this whole water war and finally the guy didn't zone like you have to get that zone to like siphon off yeah uh, public water so it but so that was like a little localized water war so here what i want to talk about uh tonight on the show is um all right you can kill the montana music i like the montana music we need a connecticut music you do you need, you need, you need what is connecticut music? i don't know i don't know i've never been to connecticut so no, neither have i Maybe like a Connecticut artist. Is there anybody big from Connecticut? Nope. <laughs> I know there is a, a song about it, but it's might be a little bit offensive. All right, we don't want it. We don't want an offensive. I'll think of it. What a, I should know what a good Connecticut song yeah, would be. Should. Something classic rock, because that's all we we listened to growing up is classic rock. Um, so here's what I'll talk about uh, in response to the water wars here, Georgia, Florida. I want to know because I know this happens a lot. I've never been personally as an adult involved in a, a fight with a neighbor. But I know there are neighborhood battles out there, much like this Georgia. Listen, Georgia, Florida, we're neighbors. You know, we have to coexist. Uh, the people in South Georgia, they bump up right against Florida in the panhandle. Um, and, and we do have to share water that comes down. So we are we need to be neighborly at some point, much like we have to be neighbors here in, in Metro Atlanta. But I know there are neighbor spats that are just juicy and awesome. And I want to hear them. I want to hear a fight. You got in with a neighbor, something stupid, a fence, a dog, a tree, whatever. I want to hear your best neighborhood battle with your uh, your next door neighbor in honor of the Georgia Florida Wars, which apparently a big legal victory here for Georgia. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB talk. Uh, the other story I want to talk about, Deb Green. I, people complain about Atlanta drivers a lot. 
right? Especially since most of us aren't actually from Atlanta, yeah. so when yeah. we get here, yeah. it's shocking. But I don't, I honestly, I don't think the bad drivers necessarily are the natives. I mean, I I see just as many bad drivers with Indiana plates and Ohio plates, and I don't That's think because they've moved here. Exactly, I think a lot of the bad drivers are. Uh, are foreign born and not, not, not no offense Longoria, but I mean like born <laughs> yeah, out, you, not golly. born outside the United States, but born outside of well, Georgia. Maybe they just learn from what they see. You know, they so, see, see it every day from yeah. the native people. And this is something that has, has changed because when I first moved here in '96, I I noticed the lack of aggressivity, aggressivity of sure. of Georgia drivers. Like Georgia drivers, to me, after driving in the Northeast. They seemed very calm, and they weren't, like, always out. That's changed over the last 20 years for sure. But Deb said, according to this new report by Gas Buddy, that Atlanta drivers are the most aggressive holiday drivers in the country. The most aggressive drivers in the country are now Atlanta drivers. Do you see that in your day-to-day? I mean, I feel like I do, but I also grew up in a small farming community in the Midwest, <laughs> Maybe, so yeah. any city is Seems 10 like times worse. Yeah, three The three most aggressive drivers are all in the southeastern United States. So you think of the genteel southern folk, mm-hmm. but according to Gas Buddy, number one, Atlanta, number two, Nashville, and number three, Birmingham, Alabama. More aggressive than drivers in Sacramento and San Francisco and L.A., which are 4, 5, and 6, San Diego 7, Orlando 8, Raleigh 9, and Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, hey, Hartford makes a list, is number 10. So those are the most aggressive drivers, a.k.a. the worst drivers during the holiday season. Do you agree with the data? Do you do you think Atlanta drivers are truly the worst? I don't think so. I, I think we're okay, actually, here. Not perfect, but okay. Your thoughts on that? I want your neighborhood wars. We're going to remember our buddy Pete Gomes, who passed away today at the age of 60. Rest in peace, reporter Pete. You were one of a kind. We're going to miss you, pal. 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. to the wind. Now they're bending the other way and many of them have now snapped. Signs have been torn up. Billboards have been completely destroyed. The frames now just flapping in the wind like little insignificant bits of metal. Pete Combs, our buddy, covering one of many, many hurricanes. I believe that was Hurricane Michael. We lost Pete today at the age of 60. Thoughts and prayers to his WSB radio family and his family. We'll talk about Pete and we're talking about water wars locally. I want to hear some stories about you and your neighbors uh, brawling over something. Patrick's in Lawrenceville. Patrick, welcome to the show hey mark uh nice to speak with you again uh i've got a good one for you um it was a day after it was a saturday after thanksgiving so we had gone out friday night and got away from family had a good time saturday morning i was a little hungover maybe and my next door neighbor who has a landscape business has one of his guys out there blowing his yard what time of the morning is this well, it was probably start about nine, which, you know, is reasonable, I guess. But this is a holiday weekend, and it went on for three hours. Oh, can, can you hang on, Patrick? I want to I hear the sure. rest of the story when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. Georgia Water Wars. Did you Have you ever had wars with your neighbors? And uh, are Atlanta drivers the worst drivers, the most aggressive drivers in the country? 404-872-0750. It's the Mark Aram Show on WSB. They thought I was tucked in bed. They never thought that I'd come up peep in, or that I'd hear what was said. This is Kevin Neal, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. And let me tell you something. Unless you're in Temple, it does not get any more Jewish than this. Heavy hearts once again at the WSB Radio Ranch. We lost one of the best today, Pete Combs. You heard uh, Chris Chandler during the news. Uh, lost his battle with cancer today at the age of 60. Jared Yamamoto from the Yvonne Hessler Doctrine had a good point on Twitter right now. Uh, he was an amazing storyteller. That is a great point, Jared. Uh, yeah. Because in radio, it's so different than television. In television, you know, you say, look behind me, look at the hurricane, look at the... But in radio, you have to paint a mental picture. And Pete was the best at doing that. Fearless reporter. He will be sorely, sorely missed. Uh, thoughts and prayers to his wife, Karen, and his son, and uh, all of his friends and family here at WSB Radio. If you want to discuss Pete's untimely departure and his career i'd love to hear from you but i also want to talk about uh, the local story here is the water war with georgia and florida the court rules in georgia's favor 
uh, a neighborly battle. And I think we've all gone through those. Longoria, have you ever had a neighborly battle where you and a neighbor get involved no, in anything? No, I've never had anything like that where we've gotten. You seem like low key. I'm, I know yeah, Chuck's got yeah. a bunch. We'll get yeah, the Chuck I'm, story I'm, I'm sure, yeah. a little bit what later. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm a delight. So I want to hear about your uh, tussles with your neighbor over whatever uh, it might be. Patrick was uh, on before the news in Lawrenceville. Patrick, finish up your story. You had the uh, landscaping crews out there at nine in the morning for three hours. Then what happened? Well, uh, first of all, I, I want to uh, give my regards and and uh, rest in peace, uh, Pete, Pete, thank Pete you, Holmes. Um, so yeah, it was it was a Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's a time to relax. The leaf floor was going on and on. It went on for about uh, two and a half hours. I finally I just stood up out of my uh, slumber, <laughs> and I said, "That's it." And I, I, I had that, that moment where it's like, okay, I'm ending this now. And I went over, I, I climbed over the fence, not over, but up above, mm-hmm. and, and I yelled at the, the young gentleman that was using the leaf blower. It wasn't my neighbor. It was one of his employees. Yeah. And he's Hispanic, and I started talking to him in Spanish. Well, apparently he didn't speak Spanish, <laughs> <laughs> which which is obviously like this is a thing now. Like a lot of these young um, Hispanic folks are, they don't they don't learn. Uh, yeah, Longoria their... is one of them. Yeah, Longoria is one of them. All right, Pat, I, 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 I got to go, buddy. Thank I you had so to, much. I, I had to move the leaves somewhere. Right? Exactly. James up next to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, James. Hey, how's it going? What up, buddy? Oh, not much. Um. I, again, you know, same thing with Pete. You know, he's going to be missed. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, enjoyed listening to him and all of that. Thank you, sir. Um, my story is I had a neighbor, uh, president of the Homeowners Association. I, I applied for my permit, all of that, pay my money to start cutting down trees. Um, this guy just gets insane because I didn't pay enough money because apparently he wanted me to uh, pay per tree I'm cutting down. So we end up going to court, getting in this big, long battle and all of that. Two and a half years later, I end up running for president of the Homeowners Association. <laughs> nice. Him. Nice. Did you win? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know what's <laughs> serious when, when, it, when the story goes, and then we're in court. Like that's that's <laughs> right. that's when you know it took a good turn. Yeah, that's when it escalated. Yeah, so we're in front of the judge, and then uh, Dion is in Dallas. Dion, welcome to the show. What's happening, everyone? How I'll are make you, this Real quick, uh, thoughts and prayers for Pete Combs and his family and you guys. Uh, Thank you, sir. Uh, he was a great anchor. Enjoyed listening to him every day. Uh, but uh, about ten years ago, twelve years ago, lived in a townhouse. My ex-wife, uh, little brother, moved down here uh, from up north. He got to know one of the uh, one of the neighbors in the complex. She lived a couple doors down from us. She was married. Uh, got to know her oh, no. in a biblical sense. Okay. Right? Uh, so the husband finds out. Husband comes to me. Hey, man, why didn't you tell me? Your brother and my wife and this, that, and the other thing. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, that's on you guys. Yeah. So over the course of the next week, I'd see him out in the parking lot, kind of stalking around. Uh, me and my my ex-wife's car, stalking around the building, right, just being real creepy. I told him, hey, man, said, if you don't cut it out, there's going to be an issue. Well, sure enough, a couple of days later, he's out there trying to flatten the tires on my truck. Oh! And uh, <laughs> so so him and I got into a physical scuffle. He ended up going to the hospital, and the cops showed up and told me I had 24 hours to vacate. And and vacate you did. Well, that, that escalated quickly as well. Oh, I wasn't thinking we were going to get this serious on these, but all right, keep them coming. Your battles with your neighbors in honor of the Georgia-Florida water wars, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Merry Christmas to you. Melikalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Neighborly feud between Georgia and Florida heating up over the water wars. Uh, court decision today favors Georgia. Want to know about your neighborly feuds and uh, how bad did it get? Chris joins us on the program. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Definitely are going to miss Pete and the great stories that he told. Did Amen. a great job with that. Amen. Thank you. Um, so this is a water war with the neighbor. Uh, my grandparents had a place on a lake, and uh, the neighbor uh, also had a boat uh, and a dock, and we had a boat and a dock. And the neighbor proceeded to keep dumping trash behind our dock. So when we tried to pull the boat out, 
it would get scratched when the tide was out. So my grandfather over the years sort of got tired of it. He was throwing everything from like mattresses and box springs. We're not talking small trash. Yeah, yeah, huge lumber. Stuff. Anyway, messed up the boat. My grandfather had it, caught him one day out there dumping and got the BB gun and shot him in the rear. <laughs> and my you, grandfather spent the night in jail. You never mess with another man's boat, right? I mean, I've never exactly. owned a boat, but I don't think you mess with another man's boat, Longoria. Yeah. Or as the previous caller, or another man's wife. Those are two things. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, Leave the wife too. in the boat alone. Yeah. AJ's in Brookhaven. AJ, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, thanks. This isn't about a water war. It's your comment on traffic, and I hate to say it. Cobb County. If it has a Cobb County tag <laughs> out of Atlanta. That's the symbol, I'm huh? I'm calling them out. They're the worst drivers. I, dare, I drive all the time. All day long. I, I've never been. Yeah. I've. I've. I, there are certain tags that I think, and I, I catch a lot of flack for this. I don't really pay attention to the county tag unless it's like, like something like Bibb County. Like if someone's driving radically and I see a Bibb County tag or you know Valdosta, I'm like, all right, they're not from here. But and I say this with with all due respect to my beautiful girlfriend who is a teacher, I. I educator tags if you got an educator <laughs> license plate you better be careful i don't know what it is i i think it's part of the fact that like they're they're the boss in the classroom and then it they still have that mindset once they leave like i'm the boss here and they treat all the other commuters like third graders <laughs> that's just what i've noticed anecdotally that's what i've noticed as far as drivers are concerned bill is in buford georgia bill welcome to the mark aram show hey thanks mark mark Condolences to the WSB family and Pete's family. I've been listening to WSB since I moved here 30 years ago, and I've heard plenty of his stories. He was amazing, no doubt. Yep, my neighbor's story actually dates back 25 years, so it was a whole different environment then in the suburban neighborhoods. So, you know, not quite like it was today. Everyone got along much better. However, my wife and I had just purchased our first starter home, you know, a three-bedroom out in Snellville on a postage stamp. And the neighbor across the street, the road was literally two cars wide. I spent all this money in landscaping, bought my first set of landscape tools, had a blower, everything. And she would go out and just mow her grass and blow everything across the street into my yard. Oh, that's so annoying. So So annoying. (laughs) So I would go out the next weekend and I would do my yard and I would take care of my clippings and everything. But I would blow hers back onto her side of the street. Yeah. And that went on for a few weeks until finally one day we both cut our grass the same day and we literally were standing <laughs> right at each other in our yard, blowing it back and forth at each other. And I will never forget that. I so. don't know what the <laughs> rules are, um, but you know, there's a lot, and that's weird. A lot of landscaping issues between neighbors, but if I can, I'm driving to work and they get the landscapers out, there's like some fancier neighborhood near my neighborhood and they're just blowing the leaves right into the street. Like, is that legal? Can you just blow I, it? I, saw, I saw that the other day, too. And then I didn't know whether to run over them or go around them or They're what? just like, like I'm not raking these things. Yeah. I'm just blowing them into the street. That's, that's as it's a lazy. traffic reporter, I, I think that's hazardous. I don't think that should be allowed. <laughs> Do what I did when I was a kid. You rake them and you put them in the big plastic bag and then you throw them away. You'll just blow them out in the street, Longoria. I'm not saying it was you. Yeah, but I, it wasn't uh, when we come back, we'll reflect more on the passing of our buddy Pete Combs, more on the Georgia-Florida water wars, what neighborly battles have you had, and are Atlanta drivers the worst drivers during the holiday season? Your thoughts, 404-872-0750, wsb talk plus little Sanjay with Would You Rather on the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 708, eight minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB. The whole gang's here tonight. Deb Green produces the show. Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo. On the other side of the takeout window, Low T screens your call. We'll continue to discuss the passing of our dear friend, uh, Pete Combs, who passed away today at the age of 60 after a battle with cancer. 
We will discuss Atlanta drivers. Gas Buddy says in the holiday season, Dead Green, Atlanta drivers are the worst drivers in the nation. I do see a change during the holidays from from bad to worse. From bad to worse? So yes. Any absolutely. other time it's okay, just during the holidays. It gets worse during the holidays, especially around malls and trying oh, to find yeah. parking spots. Like people's... It should be the you know the festive season. Oh no, no way. No, it's, you never worked retail then. It's uh, <laughs> I did, but in a cigar store. It was kind of laid back in the, Not the cigar same. store. Uh, we'll talk about that. Your thoughts on Atlanta drivers during the holiday season and Georgia Florida water wars. The court today ruled something 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 in favor of Georgia. I really don't know what it is, but it's good news for Georgia water users, which I guess is everyone listening to me right now. Uh, but it's a neighborly battle between Georgia and Florida. I want to hear about your neighborly battles. What uh, what has happened with you and your neighbors that have escalated to uh, a bad scene, as Longor would say? It's a bad scene, dude. Charlie's in Milton. Charlie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, uh, sorry about uh, Pete Combs passing. Thank you, brother. Wonderful guy. But I, and I should have said St. George Island as well, because part of this water war, me being a an owner here in Georgia and in Florida on St. George. Mm-hmm. The Chattahoochee River flows into the Apalachicola, which flows across St. George Island. And part of the problem we have down there is pollution mm-hmm. coming mainly from Atlanta and Fulton. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, part, partially downstream as well. So if, if we can be good stewards of our water here and be good neighbors, because I've got an interest here and an interest in Florida, and, you know, install less landscape that requires water use. Yeah. We need to we need to put pressure on Atlanta to clean up their sewer system, and to quit polluting the Chattahoochee River. So it's not so much about the the amount of water used; it's the cleanliness of the water. Is what you're saying? It 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 has killed the oyster population. That's what I was going to say. Didn't have something to do with the oysters. Absolutely, the oysters that we eat on St. George at the restaurants there in Apalachicola don't come from there anymore. They come from either Alligator Point, Mm -hmm. or they come from. I mean, sometimes they come from the Atlantic side now. The Atlantic. the oyster population over in the Outer Banks has, has, uh, is, is flourishing, and we've got to figure out something about St. George Island Sound and Apalachicola Bay to get them going back, back going again. But I think we can all agree that uh, clean water is, I mean, I, I think that I, yeah. I thought the headline was the amount of water we were using and releasing from Lake Lanier that would go down to App- Apalachicola. But the clean, I mean, we can all agree we need we need clean water. That's that's number one. Clean air, clean water, Longoria. That's true. I think President Trump said it best. Clean air, clean water. Oh, is that what he said? We have the cleanest air. We have the cleanest water. Mm. Now let's make it a reality. <laughs> Greg is in Decula. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? What's up, Gregory? Well, um, first, I'm sorry to hear about Pete Combs. He's been a, he's been a great reporter over the years. Indeed, thank you, sir. Yes, uh, I had a neighbor that lived on the corner from me, and he used to park in the street all the time. And instead of parking in front of his house, he'd park on the side street. So whenever I tried to back out of my driveway, I always had to avoid his car. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, and I, and I tell him about it, tell him about it several times. He always get uh, real belligerent about it. And then one night it happened. Uh, I left late, didn't really look, and I ran into his car. So it, walked it, over, it, knocked on his door, you yeah. know, and I said, hey, I, I hear your car. And, and he just goes ballistic, you know. And, and I told him, I told him what happened, you know, and. He, he started getting really ballistic about it. And I said, well, you know, I've been telling you, you know, for six months, you know, that's a dangerous place to park. And so finally he says, well, I'm going to call the police. I said, well, you don't have to do that. He goes, no, no, I'm calling the police. So <laughs> the police show up, and, and he, uh, he asked me what happened. I said, well, I told him what happened. And he says, okay, I need to see your driver's license registration and your proof of insurance. So I give it to him. And then he says to my neighbor, I need to see your registration and your proof of insurance. And the uh, neighbor says, well, I don't have any proof of insurance. Oh no! And the police officer said, "You don't have any proof of insurance." And he said, "Well, no, not right. Not 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 at this minute. I don't." And, and his car's on the hands, street. Yeah, and he hands me back all my all my information and says, "Sir, you're free to go." But did he arrest your neighbor? I don't know what he did. I just went back inside. I oh. just went, got in my car and I took off. And, yeah, because I think uh, if, if your car is not insured, it's on a public street. That's a violation of uh, Longoria Code 319. That is it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Talk. Wait. Oh, my goodness gracious. Sorry, Sanjay. Hang on, buddy. It's time. I'm getting the red alert. Sorry. <laughs> for Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He waits for no one. He's the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. He's Big Sanjay with Would You Rather. How are you, Sanjay? I'm doing well. Longo's falling asleep at the wheel. He's he's a little busy. He's wearing the Mark Aram Show sweatshirt, by the way, so he does yeah. get props for that. Come on. What? Uh, let me ask you, uh, little Sanjay. Uh, 
do you ever wear the Mark Aram sweatshirt we got you or no? Uh, it's too small. What? A youth, uh, well, a youth medium <laughs> is not my size. Is it really too as small? As you think it is. I, I, I didn't get a Mark Aram sweatshirt, man. We got him one, didn't we, Deb? I gave you everything else yeah. that I didn't uh, All right, pass I'll out in the building. I'll check the prize closet. Anyway, Sanjay. Okay. Sanjay's going to ask us unanswerable questions. I'm sorry. Newlywed Sanjay's going to ask us unanswerable questions. We're going to answer them <laughs> here in the studio. Feel free to play along in your car. What's the first question, Sanjay? All right, Josie's listening, so say something nice. But Hi, Josie, beautiful bride. <laughs> All right, would you rather run out of toilet paper while taking a number two or run out of hot water in the middle of a shower? Middle of the shower. Yeah. Middle of the shower. Definitely middle of the I shower. I mean, like. I mean, like, you're all lathered yeah, up. Yeah, I, I get it. Up. I get it. You're all lathered up. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I could take a quick shower. The royal, I have royal bathers, much like <laughs> Prince Hakeem, so they'll have to deal with that. But, yeah, uh, I'm not running out of TP in the middle of a number two. Charles. Without question, run out of water. Yeah. Longer yeah, yeah, water. Yeah. I do not <laughs> I don't want to go through the day with Toilet that. paper. Uh, see, that's that's why I, I feel so lucky that I'm I'm living in the time that I am yes. now. Yes. Can you imagine the Middle Ages when you, whatever they were doing with leaves and... Pot pies, whatever they were. Pot pies. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, whatever they were doing to clean up down there. I just I, it wasn't I, working. That Charmin Ultra Soft. I mean, yeah. I thank the Lord for it every time I use it. All right, next question, Sanjay. All right, number two. Would you rather drink milk with ice or drink orange juice immediately after brushing your teeth? Is milk with ice a bad thing? Uh, it's I mean, weird. I mean, it's weird, but yeah. the the it's not the word. It's not. Yeah, if you chug it, I mean, before the ice melts, you'll be fine. I'll do milk with ice. Yeah, I think milk with ice is the easiest. Yeah, that that taste of uh, of uh, orange juice after, after you're brushing. Yeah. yeah, I'll go. I'll go milk with ice, but I'll go whole milk with ice. Yeah, you can choose whatever yeah. milk you want. You can yeah. do chocolate milk. Two percent. Oh yeah, one percent. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just thinking, if the ice Butter waters milk. it down, I'd rather have whole milk. Oh yeah. And if yeah. I got like very smart. See, oh. if I don't get to because skim right milk away. is basically watered down whole right. milk anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go with whole right. just to be more specific, whole Gosh. milk with ice. You can get the lactate milk too if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, Whatever I'm milk you want. Yeah, I'm going milk with ice. All right. Next question, Sanjay. We're unanimous right, so far, would, guys. Would you rather have a car that never runs out of gas or a car that does not require maintenance? So Clark Howard's Tesla or a car that is never uh, main, no maintenance needed. Um, I'll go car with never runs out of gas. Yeah, never runs out of gas. I can, I can do some stuff on my car. Take yeah, care of it. I yeah. think cost cost wise, never having to pay for gas, you'll you'll save more money than never getting your car fixed. Thousand percent the gas. Yeah, yeah, gas. Longoria. Right. I hate putting gas. We're still unanimous, Sanjay. Keep going, buddy. Okay. Would you rather have? Excuse me. Would you rather wear pants? With the elasticity gone forever, Ooh. or socks with a big hole at your big toe forever. Now I don't. With I don't pants have pants with elasticity. Yeah, I, don't, I mean sweatpants. I guess you're yeah, thinking about. I'm assuming you wore sweatpants all day. We, you day. think we wear fat guy yeah, jeans? With a, it's like yeah, what is happening? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, Maternity I, get jeans. I get. I don't know. I guess the holes in the socks. But look, so. I don't know about you guys. I buy underwear like every 15 years. I know I'm looking at Deb when I say this. <laughs> I'm but, with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so remember the I think my wife my, bought My me. wife yes. buys all that stuff. Yep. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. So I'm yeah. like at the end of the 15-year cycle, yeah. and the elasticity oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. is going. And so this morning, like I've, I've, I'm toward the end of the, the wash the cycle. Lifespan. And all I had left this morning were like really old, old, like no elasticity left in <laughs> there. It's like they're they're not, almost wrinkled. Yeah, they're, they're like they're wavy, crinkly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm down to that. Yeah. So my first day of vacation, I'm going to buy new underwear yeah, at K and G. Yeah, wow. it's been a good run. That's, yeah, I mean, these boxer briefs have taken me. That's a big deal. Uh, you know, a decade and a half. It's yeah. tw- it's going to be 2020. I need new underwear. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess I'm going I socks. Would never let my husband's underwear get that way. I'm no. like, all right, I got to run to the store. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, the problem is, so I always send my laundry out. So oh, my yeah. significant other never sees Season. the elasticity. Yeah. The lady at the <laughs> the lady She should buy you yeah. new underwear. She should be like, dude, what are you doing with these <laughs> hey, things? 15 or at least years put a note time's in up. there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Or just leave you little notes She should start clothes. pulling them out one at a time. Like, <laughs> all right, these are no good. Yeah, these are no good. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Chuck, hole or pants or whatever the hell you said. I guess a hole in the sock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess a hole in the sock. I, I can't remember the last time I had a hole in the sock. I know it's annoying, but it's been a while. You got well, one more, Sanjay? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Mark, 
Did you ever find that Holy Grail undershirt nope. that you were looking for eight nope. years ago? David Taylor, extra tall, extra large. Uh, I'll pay $100 for a brand new white extra tail. Uh, David oh, Taylor, yeah, extra white, extra one. large. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not find it. All right, real quick. Last question, Sanjay. All right. Would you rather go bald or have hair that grows so fast you have to shave multiple times a day? Hair that grows fast, I have to shave multiple times a day. Bald wear wig. <laughs> I would like to see Dev shaving twice a day. I'll go bald. You go bald? Yeah. Hair that grows fast. I your hair does grow fast. I don't want to go bald. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. No offense to the... You only cut your hair once every six months yeah, anyway, so you're good. Exactly. Sanjay, believe it or not, is the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. Find him on Facebook. Brass Tax Accounting or Brass.Tax is the website, right? Yes, sir. I got it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Sanjay. We'll talk to you in 2020, buddy. My man. All right, there he is. Uh, Big Sanjay. Sorry, Big Sanjay with Would You Rather. We'll come back with your calls and Russ in Gainesville. It's the Mark Aram Show on WSB. Down through the chimney with good St. Nick. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 43 degrees on Peachtree Street, a 2.5 on the Mark Aram Show backsweat meter. We're going to find our bell. Do we know what happened to our bell? I have no idea. I'll do some, I'll find one when we come back. Did Santa need it for, for the reindeer? That's the only uh, reasonable explanation that we don't have the bell in here. Uh, Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. Hello, Russell. How are you, my friend? I'm great. I just bought me some new suede shoes. They did not have any blue ones. Where where do you buy suede shoes in 2019? Where are those things? Walmart. Oh, all right. We're shopping. In, no, that's Publix. Um, uh, you know what? I I should now. I'll get. I, I I've been getting my underwear at K and G Men's Warehouse for years. I'll stick with that. What's your underwear cycle like there, Russ? You are not going to believe this, but I don't wear underwear. Uh, you know what? That does I not shock me. I underwear since I was a kid. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you were a commando guy from the first time I met you, my friend. You know, my mom told me I would regret it, and it only happened one time. Yeah. When I joined the Air Force, uh, we were all standing in this room. There was about 50 of us, and Sergeant said, drop down to your underwear. And Russ says, I'm not wearing <laughs> any, sir. He said, what's your deal, man? I said, oh, <laughs> I'm Russ in Gainesville. That's what my deal is. you got to be ready uh, when the moment hits. Uh, Russ, real quick, uh, any lady on your arm tonight, my friend? No. I, you know what? This morning, I, I woke up, my phone was dead. Uh-oh. Apparently, my charger is not working. And you know what I did? I said, that's, I'm not going to charge. I went all day with no phone. It's so, liberating. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want anybody bothering me today. Understood. So. All right, we'll take a day off rest. You need a day of rest, a day of respite for Russ in Gainesville. Russ, um, tomorrow's the last show of the year, buddy. If we don't talk to you, have a very uh, great New Year, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff, buddy. Thanks a lot. Are you coming to coming Walmart? I'm, I, I might. I might. I'm trying to figure out which Walmart I'm going to go to, but I will be. I'll let you know on Twitter, folks. If you want to, Clark's Christmas Kids, by the way, continues. Tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. All the details on WSBRadio.com. I'll be at one more. I just don't know one yet. Which one yet? But I'll let you know. When we come back, more of your neighborly battles. And uh, we'll have fun for the last half hour of the show. 404-872-0750. everybody. This is John DeVinci. And you're listening to Mark Aram's show. One of the best. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Welcome back to the show, 737, 23 in front of 8, uh, this Thursday edition of the Mark Aram Show uh, with heavy hearts. Yet again, another loss here at WSB Radio, in case you're just joining us. Our longtime reporter colleague Pete Combs passed away to the a at the age of sixty. Pete was simply the best reporter out there. He was a reporter's porter, a guy would go out there and cover the big stories. And to me, he was just fearless. And that's the thing you have to be 
to be a good reporter is to be fearless. I am not fearless, which is why I would not make a good reporter. Pete was, and he was a great storyteller, and he'll be sorely missed. Joining us from the uh, radio news center is uh, WSB anchor Chris Chandler, who's staying late to work uh, for us today. Uh, Chris, uh, Pete was back here, I guess he started in 04 had two stints at WSB. Your best remembrances of our buddy Pete Combs. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, Pete actually trained me in this anchor slot when I came here. No kidding. And he was quite the guy. He was standing right here beside me when the first time they ever let me fly solo. And I was petrified like a baby about to, to squeeze the pants. And he stood right here and held my hand. And, you know, you're absolutely right. I think it's... Uh, uh, folks in Atlanta may not realize, and really they're kind of spoiled because they've grown up with WSB, to be able to have, you know, in our community, uh, reporters like Pete who are, you know, send me anywhere, boots on the ground, experts in in every subject, it's really something. And uh, he was he was really one of the of the best that we have ever had here, and one of the best I've ever worked with. I think unbelievable. So I was telling you earlier in the show. Uh, so Pete would Pete was the anchor for Atlanta's Evening News before you, right? And. I mean, he did a fine job, but he's an outdoor cat. Oh, goodness. You know, and we tried to make him an indoor cat for a little (laughs) while, uh, but his strength was being that outdoor cat and be, go cover this shooting, go cover this fire, this hurricane, any aviation design. I mean, he was an aviation expert. and, And it was great as a talk show host because he could come in and, 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 and tell a story and paint the visual pictures. Um, I remember he, I forgot what story he was covering. It It was somewhere and he was on here and and he just it, it was like you were watching a movie he could make everything everything sound like a bedtime story by the time you were done once upon a time and then this and then this and then this and he drew you in he could do it you could listen to him for an hour exactly telling a story and he was and you would just let him go yeah, um, Chris Chandler joins us here. The loss of Pete Combs, the age of 60. For the folks that don't know, what, what happened to Pete? Well, it was cancer. He had cancer, and uh, he was diagnosed uh, really just a very short time ago. And um, he... Um, was under treatments and he was moved to hospice. I think probably about a week ago. Yeah, and I remember he was complaining of back pain. Yeah, um, for a long while. for a long time, and and apparently that was the uh, the symptom that led him to get uh, go to the doctor, and yeah. it turned out to be cancer. And kept working and kept working. Yeah, unbelievable. And I'm glad. So Pete left to go to Seattle to for Seattle, a couple Washington, years. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I and and my brother lives out there, so I connected those two. Yeah. And you know what? It what a great job Pete does. And then we were lucky enough to get him back here. Pete much preferred Atlanta. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But Pete did the dual role. I said this also. Uh, so Pete was a, a reporter for WSB, but he was also a national correspondent for ABC Radio. That's right. I, I mentioned that in the news. I, you know, people listening here probably don't realize that he worked for CBS uh, when we were a CBS affiliate, and he was a full time correspondent for ABC. One time, so the, the, the Sandy Hook shooting back in Connecticut. So I was on vacation at the time. Actually, it was, geez, it was probably like nine years ago. Right around now. Yeah, yeah. right around. It might even be today. Anyway, so I'm there, and the Sandy Hook shooting happens in Connecticut, and Condes Presley calls me and says, we need you to do a talk show about this. You, you, You know, you're our guy. You know Connecticut. You know the area. Go to the CBS Radio News Studios in New York. Because I, I was in New York City, <laughs> yeah, and so I go there, and it, it, they shared the same building with the the CBS TV studios right. at the time, and I went in there, and everyone was like, "You work with Pete Combs? Do you know Pete Combs?" It was <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Like all the radio people were like, "Oh, it's a no," and you reversed that. He knew everybody, yeah. everywhere, absolutely. Yeah. And I've been seeing the uh, the uh, outpour on Twitter, reporters from all over the nation uh, sending their condolences because Pete was it was the best. Yeah, and he was ours it, indeed. Pete Combs uh, gone at the age of 60 way, way too soon. Big loss for us at WSB, his family, and for all the listeners in Metro Atlanta. Uh, back to the phones we go. Joseph talking about neighborly battles. Joseph, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Excellent. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I lived in a small town in East San Diego County before I moved to Cleveland, Georgia, to be with my grand- grandchildren. And uh, I had a neighbor... She got a rooster. Oh lived, no! Listening to the rooster. Oh no! Because the rooster was probably about forty or fifty yards from my house, and of course, there you spend a lot of money trying to, you know, to buy a house and small property. I mean, you could spend hundreds of thousands sure. of dollars on a very small house. And l- let this me guess, in Lakeside, California. The, ro- the rooster would County. get. A, I'm going to cut to the chase a little bit here, Joseph. The rooster would crow every morning. 
Is that, is yeah, that where you're going? Morning. So anyway, I started getting a little bit annoyed with it. So I went out to uh, prove a point. And I went out in my boat and I grabbed a boat horn. And you... so uh, what I did is when that rooster crowed, I hit the boat horn. When he crowed again, I, I hit, hit the, the boat. boat horn. And after a while, the rooster shut up, but the neighbor didn't. <laughs> so I actually had to, had to call animal control, and they put a meter on the fence, and uh, they actually said the decibel points are just redlined on that rooster. So what did they, what did they, they do? Uh, they make them get rid of the rooster? Yeah. Uh, Chuck, is that is that true? Do, I'm going to go to Montana Kid on this. I have very little, <laughs> limited rooster knowledge. Yes. Do roosters crow at, at, at daybreak, at sunrise? Uh, for the most part, give or take, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, start to, they'll start to crow. What good is a rooster? Do you eat a rooster? Oh yeah, you can eat them. You can eat them. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. They're men, yeah. male, right? So they don't produce eggs. They just they'll they'll they'll, uh, they'll you need fertilize them for the chickens. The yeah, so okay. They, they lay viable. Actually, Deb's eggs. a Deb's a uh, farm girl as well. I had roosters. My parents have chickens and roosters. Yeah, yeah. Bird eats egg. You got a chicken. You got a hen, and you and got, got a rooster. Who's having sex with So do the roosters crow at at daybreak? Yeah, well, they kind of crow all the time. But okay. <laughs> once it starts to get a little more light out, yeah, because yeah, they'll start to wander. Be a little more active yes. as, as the sun's coming up. Because yep. what I've noticed uh, for my horrible morning schedule every year, every day, I'm up before the sun rises, obviously. And, you know, 3.34 in the morning, you, the birds are chirping already, way before sunrise, Longoria. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if they... Oh, well, maybe they just see light. No, I mean, they're I just... Maybe they're chirping at you. No, but, hey, it's Aram. Hey, Aram. <laughs> Do you know what's so scary? I was, walk, I was walking by a traffic guy. Um, the birds in my neighborhood, this is really weird. Um, I don't know what bird this is. And I, I want to get into birding in my retirement years. That's going to be birding? Birding? Yeah. Yes. I totally want to be a birder in my house. But there's there's some sort of breed of bird near my house. I live right on Peachtree Creek, and I'm walking the dogs, and their their call sounds like this. Pick left. Pick left. <laughs> Pick left, pick left. <laughs> like they're playing pickup basketball, and like, what? yeah, it's like it can't be real. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's like pick left, pick left. I think there's a kid in one of the surrounding houses. If any bird expert knows, I mean, it's pick not left. It's it's not Is a calling out football plays. Yes, basically, they're like pick left, pick left. Pick. So it's like taking me back to my pickup basketball days, where you know if you're getting picked, somebody be like, hey, pick left. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what the birds are like. Pick left, pick left. So if anyone knows what bird that is, I'll give you the prize pack. Going crazy. What's the bird that says pick left all the time? <laughs> and it's never, they don't change it up. It's never pick right. It's always pick left. Rick is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I've got a story involving a neighbor and a property line dispute. Okay. It was pretty bad back in the day. Um, I was about nine years old at the time, but my dad we was doing well. We got a, a vacant lot to move into and build a house on. It was at the end, if you can picture an end of a, of a, like a circle drive, and at the end of that drive, there's this one house that was already there with this gorgeous green lawn and okay. house up on the hill. And then on the left was our vacant lot, which we actually, the access to it was just enough to actually get a driveway in. And then it sort of opened up as a V and went out, and it was up on a little bit higher hill, and it had all kinds of weeds and stuff. So... Um, we started building the, the house, my dad did, and the builders said, uh, we got a problem here because the, uh, the driveway over here, which is over towards the nice green lawn, is coming in a lot closer to the property line than we thought it was going to. Well, it turns out that the people next door had not done a survey, and they put in their house. Oh, no. And uh, so they finally decided, my dad finally decided, well, we got to get a survey and find out exactly where the line is. Because it was one of those places where you've got a hill going up and over. So you, it's not like a straight line. So, ba a, so basically, they, did they build their house on home that, on a land that didn't belong to them? They built it right on the property line. But over the last 10 years before that, they had continued on into the weeds and sort of gone up on the hill. So you really couldn't tell from the street because you couldn't see over it. It sort of looked like it was a straight line, but it was sort of a, not a straight line. Understood. Turns out that they were right on the, on the, on the, on the, on the property line. My dad tried to, tried to negotiate with them to, you know, say, Hey, I'm, they, I'm they surprised. Well, I appreciate the call, Rick. I'm surprised we haven't had many calls because I thought one of the most common calls was going to be like, I want to put up a fence and it was on the property line or their tree hung over into my yard and it created my house. Like that to me is the biggest, like the most common neighborly disputes. Maybe I'm wrong. One more segment to go, Longoria.
I know. One show and one segment left for 2019. I'm so excited. Can't believe it. So excited. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. What have you been longing for? Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show. Got to be real quick with these uh, neighborhood uh, dust-ups. James joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's cooking, James? Hey, Mark. Atlanta drivers are the worst. I'm a door drash driver in addition to a teacher, and I was hit twice in one week. Oh, Once my goodness. Once by somebody trying to pass me in a turning lane, and another by a teenager on a cell phone who wasn't paying attention. Be nice to the door dash drivers, folks, and tip them. Tip them well, Longoria. I do. All right, good. I didn't, I'm not just saying for you. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. everybody. Lisa is in Athens. Lisa, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Well, hello, Mark. My husband, he began having, we, or we began having issues with the neighbor who was blowing grass, uh, leaves and mm-hmm. grass over into our yard. So he mentioned it to her, and she works long hours, but and she's a single female. And so what he, he had mentioned it to her, and she said, well, I will try. Well, after a couple of weeks, it still kept going on, and his cure for that was it was easier for him to cut her yard and blow her leaves. Same time he did ours, and he took care of it for her. Oh wow! And he always got really great gifts on his on his birthday and on his uh, for Christmas. That's awesome. I, that's what I like to hear right there, in Longoria. Rick is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Rick. Sorry for the dramatic pause, but here's the best part of the story. You're going to love this. Okay. Uh, the talks broke down. They couldn't come up with a price. So the city made the uh, people next door cut 10 feet off the side of their house. Um, <laughs> and the, pro- the, 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 the property line stayed where it was. Uh, the relations between the two families was sort of cool. Um, my parents put up a, uh, a big, big fence and a bunch of bushy pine trees. and 10 feet that. off the house. All right, Rick, with part two of his story. Awesome. Uh, Dale is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Dale. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I love your show, guys. Thank you, brother. You great job. Uh, I think I got a, a a name for the bird that's talking to you in the basketball lingo. Pick left. Pick the, left. Could it be the Larry Bird? <laughs> Damn it! Where's my bell? <laughs> uh, you just that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. All right, that is a good one. I'm telling you, I'll get audio of it tomorrow. We should give him like, a prize. Pick left. Pick left. Pick left. I'm sure that's not what it says. That's exactly what it says. (laughs) Pick left. Pick left. Anyway, uh, all right. Tomorrow on the show, Rick's in a call with part three of the story of his (laughs) thing. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Let's do star of the show, Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? No doubt about it. Tonight, our departed brother Pete Combs, the final star of the show of 2019, goes to him. Thoughts and prayers to his wife, Karen, and his whole family. We are going to miss him, not only here in the studio, but you listening out there. One of the best reporters ever. A bulldog, fearless, and uh, just just a great all-around dude. So rest in peace to Pete Combs. You will truly be missed, my friend, and he is truly the star of the show. We will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Final Mark Aram show of 2019 is tomorrow, so rest up and go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G Network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.